get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's the only way City knows how to play. Oh, that's completely given away. And it's an equalizer. In a word. Chaos. Oh, it's a down City SC on the opening drive in our weekly segment we like to call Controlled Chaos. Brought to you by Keystone Event Staffing. Better people mean better events. Yeah, it's not just me. Um, uh, I saw Tim angry too. Uh, Joachim disappointed too because um, we worked really hard for um, for a uh, clean sheet is like something special for the whole defense if um, line and uh, for me too obviously and uh, I just I think yes this if you have this mentality that um, it bothers you even though we are four goals up that we that when we are not uh, concentrated or focused enough um, to keep that clean sheet because to be honest it was unnecessary to, to concede that Good to have you with us on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Brooke Grimsley, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, and we head to the celebrity line now. And St. Louis City SC's head coach, Bradley Carnell, joins us. The head coach of the Western Conference MLS champion, St. Louis City SC. Uh, coach, yeah. good to have you with us. Congratulations. Good Good morning, everybody. I mean, listen, I mean, the Western, it's the number one seed, right? So we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. I mean, it's a nice... Uh, it's a nice thing to have achieved the first uh, spot in the West. Um, to be the champions, we have to win their playoffs. You know, we have to go advance through the next three rounds or whatever it is in the playoffs um, and make that ours. You know, we, we feel pretty good with it. Um, and again, it's a sentiment to all the hard work of the people around here. But uh, yeah, baby steps and, and we've come a long way. Um, but yeah, to be crowned champions, we there's no silverware with just clinching the West. So that's the only thing. There's a big debate going on in the office here, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I always defer to the head coach and I know that you've got, as they say, bigger fish to fry. Yeah, 100%. Um, and again, it's just something that... Uh, yeah, we've we've kind of dreamed about, but turned the dreams into reality pretty quickly. You know, from what seems as though is like a a three to five year plan has somehow been fast tracked. Um, but if you see the work and the dedication and the hours put in here, um, it's almost understandable that this team is where it is at the moment. Well, coach, I know that you said that you guys are just looking ahead right now, but was there a little bit of moment of celebration or, you know, at least some cheering amongst the team? Because I know you guys didn't find out until Sunday, depending on what happened with yeah. LAFC, but it's a little bit of celebration. It's been it's been kind of weird. Obviously, there's group text and, and some messages going on and, and what have you. And those those text messages felt like a New Year's Eve party, you know, because uh, there were just so many messages coming from all over the league and all over the world. And it was it was pretty amazing. But uh, as a group, you know, it was quite strange. It was very uh, peculiar. When we qualified for playoffs, we had to wait two hours or three hours after our uh, second to last game. I think it was um, uh, when we played here at, at home. Um, and then we qualified for playoffs, but we were just sitting in the office with some of the staff. And then when we when we won the West, it was also when we were all at home on on an off day, you know. So we haven't really, as a group, been able to connect. And we kind of just got back in the office this week, and we know Vancouver is just around the corner. So it was pretty much business as usual. So and that stood us really, really well as as a group now, not not really having moments to celebrate too much. So hopefully, 
as a group, we'll get to do that postseason. Well, you heard at the top of the segment there, Roman Berkey, who has a league best 114 saves along with eight clean sheets, surely makes him, I would assume, a shoe in for MLS goalkeeper of the year. But what do you think about MLS MVP coach? Yeah, I said it a couple of weeks ago that uh, he definitely has an argument before that, uh, for that. I think it was Tony Miola that was uh, the only one to ever achieve that status uh, of MVP. Um, I think Rome is well within his rights um, and, and us as a group to fully support and substantiate that MVP case because what he has done single-handedly, um, you know, and just typically the style of play. And listen, I see good goalkeepers all over the league and you could see one on, on the weekend uh, against uh, Sporting KC with Tamilia. It should have been 2-0 for us at halftime. Um, and then Roman has two big saves in the, in the flow of second half. So, you know, there are good goalkeepers in the league. But, I mean, Roman definitely does stand out. He plays both sides of the ball. You know, he's very good at, at defending the goal. And he's very good at orchestrating the attack. So, you know, he brings a whole multitude of skill sets to to his game. And, and he's proven that. Um, goalkeeper of the year is, is uh, for me, a foregone conclusion. Coach, you all play tomorrow in Vancouver, but don't have another game until the 21st of October. What is the plan uh, for that stretch where you all will be off? Um, Kerry, yeah, so we're going to uh, take this game very seriously. Uh, we're able to turn guys around and, and hopefully, you know, we'll put out a very competitive squad. Um, and then we travel back on Thursday. Uh, we'll, we'll give the boys a three, four day break. Um, I think uh, some of, you know, some at this point of the season, there's a couple of uh, knocks and bruises uh, just to iron out before we go to that Seattle leg. Uh, we will try and play a scrimmage and inter squad or, or what have you against one of our maybe City 2 or, or one of the academy teams, just to keep our momentum going. Um, uh, that'll be on the 14th, I believe. So, you know, we'll do a definite uh, game planning of a weekend on the 14th, and then we'll come back um, and be ready for that Seattle game and the prep to that. So we're going to keep ourselves occupied, but we're going to find a balance of, of freshness and readiness as well as, uh, you know, just the daily, daily grind. Now that you have the number one seed clinched, how do you feel about where your team is heading into the playoffs? And obviously, there's a few, do you think there's still room to grow? Yeah, I've seen a real positive outlook since the Orlando away stretch. We knew we had a really difficult stretch at that time where we had only two home games, Randy, and then four away games um, mixed in there as well, and, and three on the road back to back to back. So that was a really tough stretch. And you know, we just thinking about some of those games. I mean, Houston, what a performance from the boys. LA Galaxy away, we tie 2-2, but what a performance from the boys. And, you know, we go away to Minnesota, what a performance yet again. So we've kept games tight. Roman's job, you know, even though, you know, we haven't given up as, make, as much XG expected goals against us in this last stretch as we have in the first sort of segments of the season. So I feel we've become a tidy unit. I feel... You know, obviously the introduction of Joachim Nielsen, um, you know, getting healthy and getting fit and getting ready. I thought it's helped our case and, and it's helped the structure and stability of our group um, and also the leadership on the field. But, uh, yeah, I, I've been really comfortable, you know, without talking too much or, or thinking we're peaking at, at, at the wrong time. I think we're getting there slowly. Um, with two games to go, I'm, I'm really feeling that bar any injuries and knock on wood, um, I think we're in a good spot. 
We uh, talked about how the the warm weather here in St. Louis during the course of the summer would benefit your squad, and I I believe it did. What about once you get to postseason? You've been there with New York. Is it difficult for a warm weather team to come to a city like St. Louis in November where it's cooler and have to deal with the, the elements, or does it make any difference? It's interesting you mentioned that. Normally, you know, all the pundits and everybody had always said, can they do it? in a warm weather climate, you know, can we continue the press um, during the summer months? Um, and is it sustainable? So, you know, a pressing team needs cooler temperatures. A pressing team needs, you know, optimal conditions to, to be relentless. And, you know, credit to the group that found ways to do it over the summer months. You know, we've been strategic in how we implement the press. Um, so I, I would only argue we get better as it gets cooler. Coach, you all, uh, in sports, the thing that thrives and, and really drives sports is rivalries. You all have uh, begun a rivalry sport in KC. What, is that, what does that mean to you? Are you starting to feel that, that rivalry from the, the cross-state rivals? It's, it's getting there. Um, it's growing on me, you know, because <laughs> to try and organically just plant something and say from one day to the next, you, these are your rivals, good luck, and go and enjoy. Um, you know, I think there has to be a little bit of – you know, I just think of Sam Adinaran's tackle, um, you know, uh, in this last game against Jake Davis. Like those type of things and the way the players react. And, you know, we play on the borderline of, of aggressive but fair. Um, and, and, you know, actually, if we give away too many fouls, uh, we break our press. So I know we're the number one fouling team in the league, but also we're the most successful tackles in the league. So, mm. you know, we have to give something to gain something. Um, but yeah, you know, for the most part, I can see this rivalry growing across state lines and you just to see how, and I would say after the second game, how many fans we had in, in their stadium, that for me was really impressive. And I was like, wow. And then you see how they didn't really return the favor. You know, they really respected (laughs) us coming to our stadium and there was only a small bunch of SKT fans. So for us, we totally dominated that series on and off the field. Yeah, it was interesting to see that with Sporting Casey. I mean, uh, Kansas uh, this past weekend. I mean, the fan support, we've been talking about uh, with you all season about this, but it just really seemed like the atmosphere is growing more and more with the fans at City Park, right? Yeah, 100%. And, and I mean, we were really impressed against Charlotte on, on our match day two. Um, and, and we thought, no, we couldn't get any better than that. I think you've just seen match day 32. Uh, Trump match day two. So, you know, we've just got stronger as a group on and off the field, fans, culture, you know. Yeah, um, soccer capital. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> We're just doing our bit on and off the field, which is amazing. You are amazing on and off the field. The organization's done a magnificent job and there's more to come. Coach, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it and we'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Take care. See, See you later. You. Bradley Carnell, head coach of St. Louis City SC, joining us on the opening drive.